<laughs> I, I'm actually okay with pooping alone. That's call me old fashioned. Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 61 for January 4th, 2017. Let's get a little trumpet blast for 2017. Love it. <laughs> this week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. See, I bent the pitch a little. I was trying to be artistic with it. You nailed it, buddy. Well, yeah, you thanks. are kind of bent, so that's good. <laughs> and back to the list. Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, Randall Denver, and Greg Mead. What a Gentlemen, list. Gentlemen, welcome to our first episode of 2017. What are we working on? Bill is mimicking me, so you get to go first. I am working on apparently trying to irritate you, I guess. Oh, no, I think we put a we put a little finish on that project. I think we're done. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm still having fun actually in the garage um, making uh, designing pen boxes. I'm going to do a video on the cigar tube style that I've already done, and I've got a few other ideas. And Casey really loves the lathe. She is having fun with it. We got her some acrylic blanks because she wants to play with that and see if she wants to start making her own acrylic blanks. Mm. And um, so that's basically what we've been doing. The, uh, I was really busy at work last week just because it was the end of the year and most everybody was taking time off and I was by myself. And then we had uh, – she hasn't been feeling well. And then I was making um, I was making sleepy time at about 9.30 New Year's Eve p.m. So – Oh, you stayed up late. Yeah. <laughs> Party wow. Okay. Jeez. Showing I off, we, I see. All right. Yeah, we felt like it. So that's what I'm working on. I'm still playing with the, the, the pens and stuff with Casey in the garage, and I think it's, um, wow, what a way to start the year for me. Anyway. How about you, Tim? What's what's the new year brought you? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I've got a couple jobs that are potentially starting soon, but what I was just working on uh, a little bit, Last week, um, yeah, I've been sort of taking a kind of easy events. I was messing around the shop. We had some fun doing some stuff. Um, but so I have I have the spare scroll saw that I got from the Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. He gave me uh, this broken kind of scroll saw, a little, a little benchtop one. And um, I Vance had the idea, not me. Vance had the idea of, of modifying it so it held a file. So it would go up and down. And you could use it to file things. And I said, mm. that's a great idea, Vance. And then I got to thinking that I had a better idea that I would create a, uh, like, uh, sanding inserts, like make different radiuses and profiles for small sanding. And I would, you know, if this involved dismantling the whole machine and plasma cutting the bench. So you could have different zero clearance inserts to put it in and out and put these sanding blocks in and stuff. And it's going to make like half rounds and like coves and all this stuff and do this stuff. And it's all excited about this. Vance and I are filming it. Vance got boards start hammering nails. I keep working on the thing. And it turns out that as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, you know what? Actually, there's nothing that having this piece of sandpaper go up and down can do differently 
then anything I could do with my drill press with the little sanding discs I have to go in there or with my belt sanders, I have the little skinny one by 40, you know, on the disc and stuff. I was like, that's actually really p- kind of pointless. And so I got dismayed. So and you then should I realized, have listened to Vance in the first place. And then I realized that the one thing I could do with this machine that would be useful would be to put little files in it for what I'm doing guitar making, for filing down nuts in the saddles that hold the strings and whatnot. So I did all this work to, in essence, what I ended up doing was just taking some little mini files I have and, and filing a little bit of metal away from the beginning and end so I could just pop it into the clamps that hold the blade and make a file thing out of it. Uh, it was a real roundabout way to realize that my six-year-old son is way smarter and more creative than I am <laughs> and has better ideas. And I did video re- record the whole process, and so I'm going to make a, a video about this little tool I came up with. It's actually pretty handy, but I didn't come up with it. My, my genius son did, and I just wasted about six hours kind of circling around his great idea. Now, you know, that's actually a tool. I mean, not uh, that It's small, called a die but- filer. Right. There's actually like Jeff a, a file that. that goes yeah. up and down and it's uh it's a pretty I haven't seen one in a long time. I think Jimmy has one, actually. Uh yeah, uh Jeff Worley uh uh mentioned that and uh he was like, Oh, you made a diet file. I was like, Oh, there's a word for it? I didn't know that. I just thought my son invented something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not attached at the top though, it's just a file that goes up and down so you can actually take things and stick it over the top of it. Right. Kind of like kinda like a spindle sander, but with a file. Yeah. Well, that was my original idea, but then I, and right. I took the whole top arm off and stuff, but then I realized okay. that I couldn't because what I was going to do was just mount it hard. I was actually going to thread the end of the file so I could twist it into where the little screw was that held the, 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 the part on the holes of the scroll saw. And it's like, oh, I'll just tw- uh, that way I can twist one out, twist the next one in. It'll be awesome. But if you do that, it doesn't go straight up and down. It actually goes in a slight arc. Um, you probably also have to anneal the heck out of it to be able to tap it or thread it. So it's hard, um, crazy hardened steel. Well, they're they're just I just have these little cheap files. I I figured they might cut, but then I, as I was messing around with it, I realized that it wasn't going to work because it was going to, you know, uh, go at a slight angle, and so I had to put right. the the comp the compensating pieces back on that would hold the blade to keep it straight, and then put the top all back on, get the spring back on this and that, and then really all I did is I just made a file like as thin as a blade at the top and bottom, so I could clip it in. What I, what people I, I haven't had been this able whole machine apart. I took every piece off this damn machine, <laughs> and all just so to now you know it works. Up, yeah. Now I know how it works. So yeah. I, I got to say that what people weren't able to see just now is as Tim was explaining this to us. The hand motions were amazing. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I could have if I'd have closed my eyes, I would not have had the same experience. Right. Well, I, I really consider myself a communicator, a gesturator. <laughs> A master I don't know if you guys know this, but actually, Tim spent seven gesturator. years in the late '80s, um, actually as a mime in the streets of Paris. So, uh, oh, I, th- I thought he was a uh, interpreter, like uh, you know. No, that's interpretive dance is what he was doing as a mime. Yeah. Oh. No, I was I was actually an interpreter of the mimes, and so while the mime, I was like, he's in a box. Yeah, <laughs> he's pulling a rope, guys. Rope. He's pulling a he's rope. He's trapped. He doesn't know where to go. <laughs> you know, so, some drowning. of the best Somebody advice. Help him. Some of the best advice I ever got was if you would like people to stop asking you questions is to always answer their their questions in interpretive dance. People yes, will stop asking your that, questions. That will work. They also will commit you at one point. Hey, speaking of interpretive dance, uh, hey, what have you been up to, Phil? <laughs> okay, thank God we finally got to me. So... Uh, I have been in, uh, I think I mentioned a couple of times, but I have now into full, 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 full shop reorganization and optimization mode. So I did in fact take apart my massive workbench and I used, uh, every part of it just about, I have a little bit left over and I made myself the, uh, 
the Izzy Flip Top Tool Cart. And so, nice. yeah, it's, uh, I really it awesome. enjoyed making. Yeah, thanks. It, it worked, came out really, really well. I only had to do a, some modification to his plans based on the material that I had, but for the most part, it's, you know, pretty identical to the plans he put together and they were free. And it was really my first time working with plans and I really enjoyed it. And I think I'm going to, uh, do that kind of stuff more often. But, uh, but it worked out really well. It's like half the size of what I was doing before, way more functional. Um, I just have to build a couple of more shop, uh, shop fixtures and then everything that I've taken out, I can put back in and I'm going to move some things around. Um, what did I do last night? I started the video for our, uh, our mailbox, uh, imagination. Oh, game I wanted thing to talk about that. Yeah. yeah okay. So yeah. I started that. And then after this podcast, I'm going to be building a small little entryway bench for the kids to be able to put their boots on it. Nice. And, uh, and I finished a whiskey box last night. I don't know if anyone even cares about that stuff anymore, but I did that. I, I think care. we're just, we're always going to ass- always care. <laughs> Thanks, We're always man. just going to assume that you made a whiskey box this week. I don't <laughs> I think you have so. to. You don't right, have to fair tell enough. us. Yeah. Okay. You, you, maybe right. you just say like, uh, "What?" You'll know, we'll say, "What are you about to fill?" You'd be like, "Oh, seven. And then uh, the, you know, so we just know how many whiskey boxes you made, right. and then you just go into your. So just, I always, I always actively picture you with your shirt off making a whiskey box on the <laughs> Rubo bench. Is that weird? That's no. That's yeah. pretty pretty darn accurate. Accurate. Actually. Yeah. yeah, listen, I, I like to take showers of sawdust. That's what I'm doing out there. <laughs> a lot of slow-mo video, you know, of just yeah. flexing. And... baby oil to make sure the sawdust stays on you, you know. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. You can't yeah, woodwork without baby oil. Without baby oil. That would be ridiculous. I do it just like the pros, man. Just like the pros. Sweat uh, and tears. Just like Andre Rubeau, you know, thought it should be. Did, did you ever see that uh, Herbie Mann, the flute player's uh, jazz album from the 70s where he's all oiled up holding his flute with no shirt on? It's like one of those ones, those, the worst album covers that goes around on the internet. I think that should be yeah. like our avatar for this week. I'll find it when we're done recording so we can make that the avatar for, for this week's and episode. I'll, I'll put my face on it. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it to Jamie Page so he can edit it. And, oh, yeah. yeah Jamie would hand do a good job. It. Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. If, if it's great. not on our... If it's not actually done by the time this podcast airs, it will be in about mm, five minutes after it's done. <laughs> Jamie's done listening to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe executive order. We're going to veto that one. But anyway. you got to edit this out, right? <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. But anyways. Um, okay, so uh, we covered what we're working on. Well, Tim uh, wanted to talk about the... Uh... The mailbox yeah, I want to talk things. about the, the, the party mailbox for uh, regular listeners. They know that we started that at our Boston event. And I just know that, Phil, you just opened the one that I gave you. And I just opened the one that Bill gave me. Bill, I think you opened yours there in Boston. In Boston. And then you both yelled at me. Yeah. Really? Why? Because really we were stern talking to. But anyway. Yeah, just disappointment, really. Not mad. Just <laughs> yeah. Disappointment. Disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so anyways, <laughs> I, I don't need counseling now. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to, to again, mention the idea that of, of what it is, is that what we did is we each gave each other a box of random used stuff. Uh, and the, you know, the box being the scale, uh, we used the small size party mailbox cost six bucks to mail it or whatever. Um, and so now we're each challenging each other to make something from this stuff, trying to use as much of it as possible and as little outside stuff as possible. But there's really no you know, hard and set rules. It's just the spirit of the game is to use as much of this stuff and make something out of it. So I was so, just looking at the stuff that Bill gave me 
uh, and we also we encourage other people to do this as well. Um, and so, Phil, you got the you just opened the box. Uh, and well, let's sw- let's tell everybody yeah, what we got. No, no, no. Save it for the videos. I thought we're all making a... videos about them. But so yeah, what, but what, what, uh, okay, okay, yes, sir. I mean, I, I want to do that, but or or we could say what we got and then see if have people um, respond like what they think we'll make out of it, and then we'll see if anybody actually guesses what we do make out of it. That's a lot of stuff you just said right there. Yeah, I stopped listening. What do you say? I don't. I just, he's saying ruin the surprise. That's what I heard. Well, no, it won't be a surprise. Be, it's, <laughs> I'm. I'm just saying, if somebody were to, if if we get some participation from our listeners, that okay, Phil, you know that you got the back of a '74 Volkswagen and a palm tree. And people think, hey, he can make a really neat Gilligan's Island um, paddle boat with that or something. And then you end up making a Gilligan's Island paddle boat that then we can give away some stickers or something like to anybody that guesses what we actually do make out of the materials that we say we got or not. Or we can just not. Well, I think the concern is, is that we haven't actually started making stuff yet. So it could actually influence us. And I kind of I don't like ever the- read my emails, especially from you two. It won't influence <laughs> me at all. Yeah. Obviously you didn't listen to the dress code I emailed you. <laughs> <laughs> I said pants on this week, but all right. Oh, details, details. Oh, I swear yeah. to God, you know, sometimes I just read the first part of the email and I just saw pants. I thought it was optional. <laughs> So okay, so apparently we're not going to do that. Then fine, because I'm just curious as to what you got, Phil. I know what I got. I know what Tim got, but I don't know what you got. If I tell you now, and I tell the listeners, then they may tell me stuff, and it might influence way what I do with it. So that's bad. So you've heard that one before, Tim. You've heard that one before. That's the first. First Getting inspired by somebody else is bad thing. I get it. No, I just want to make sure we're clear. Finally, you get. Well, okay. it, it, it for the spirit of the contest or contest, the game, I should call it because it's not a contest. But what I wanted to do was that because now we gave these boxes to each other a month ago and, and we've been busy right. and there's been the holidays and stuff. But now I'm realizing that maybe we should put a time constraint on this so it doesn't drag out. We should set a deadline. And I love My the next fact that podcast we, recording. Oh, Jesus, that early. <laughs> do you want I to do mine? You can do that. Yeah. I think I could too, actually. All right. All right. Let's do that. So we'll say, so we record this podcast on Monday. So by, uh, today's Monday, January 2nd. So by Monday, January 8th, we're going to have our projects done and we're going to be able to hold because they're probably going to be small because the boxes are small. We'll probably be able to hold them up in front of each other on the podcast. Oh, we're not going to just release the videos? Well, we could do that. I, I want to have the video done by then, but, um, I'll be able to oh, have the project what is this? Done by then. See, this is why if you guys just listen to me, my ideas are always this so much. This could be your monthly good. video, Bill. Oh wait a minute! That is true. Okay, yeah, and listen that's to that. a deadline I that you have to follow. But I have otherwise I Casey have... will smack you. Now, Casey. Now. Perfect. No, no. <laughs> you know, I, you, I seriously, have... you guys think that's funny? She did. She I literally know. did. <laughs> Twice. We, we, for those I who did, don't know that's... what we're talking about, we told Casey to smack Bill while she listened to the podcast, and she did. <laughs> Twice. Casey's Twice. Bill's wife. For those who Twice. don't know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, not yeah, not just, like Casey Jones, the engineer, yeah. or anything. It's just like some that. random guy named Casey. Yes. Like, hey, Casey, yeah. go to Bill's house. <laughs> smack him, smack him two or three times. It's Casey. <laughs> Good to smack you. <laughs> yes. All right. Sir. Click. Um, uh, All right. So we have. Uh, let's say. I have by the end of the month. Like, then we have to have a video out by the end of the month. How's that? End of the month. End of the week. 
I have I have like videos in the can. Like I have my I'm lined up for like two weeks already in videos. Like I don't okay, go get her. All right, so I don't yeah, fly by the seat really. of my pants like you guys. So I have I have projects done. I have videos in the can hey, uploaded already. I'm a pants flyer from way back. <laughs> so we noticed. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, flying. I can I could. I just don't think I can have a video up by next week. But if you want, uh, okay, maybe okay. Projects what done do you, by next week. What do you week, want? What do you want? Projects done to? by next week. I was thinking end of the month. I use it, but I like the idea of pushing it. Projects done by next week. Video up in two weeks. All right, done. All right, okay, done. Let me let me write this cool. down. Let me write this down. Let me I'm just going to listen to the down. podcast and then write it down. Then I'm just going to um, pretend to write it down and do it anyway. Yeah, okay. By writing down. One milk eggs on paper. <laughs> now video. I think I know what I'm going to make, but I have no idea if it's going to work. Um, I do too, actually. That's the only here, reason I'm this, agreeing to this because I think I know what I'm going to do. For for li- for listeners uh, out there, besides the three of us who have been blatantly ignoring you for the past ten minutes, but for listeners out there, we didn't. This is not rehearsal. We're actually having this conversation in real say. time right now. <laughs> 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 I'm going to give mine away to one of our Patreon supporters. Ooh! Oh, I will you, give mine to a Canadian Patreon and, supporter. Yes, not and just I a random to, Canadian. Just a random, Casey. Give the Casey. <laughs> The guy, right? I, can I just keep mine? I like it. All right, you can keep yours if you want to be. That no, guy. no, I, I will be happy to give uh, mine away to. Actually, if, depends on how mine comes out. If anybody wants, oh, no, it, if I mine, even if mine away. sucks, someone from Patreon is going to get it because it. Yeah, I mean, well. if it's good, I'm keeping it. No, I know no, what it, I'm going to do. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do, and it's going to be cool. So I think it might suck, but the idea is cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I think the end result is probably going to suck, but I think the idea is okay. And w- regardless, if, even if it's just a big pile, no, no, no. Of I said, I said it might suck, but it's going to be cool. Yours is only going to be okay and suck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lose, lose. All right. Yeah. Let's let's move on from there. Okay. Okay. We are going to our topic, um, and we are going to be reclaiming Christmas. So. Buckle on your, your <laughs> political correct hat. <laughs> but yeah. what do you mean by that? Uh, yes, Bill, what do you mean by that? Oh, very much in the same vein as we did um, after the elections in the United States. We talked about what to do with, with a lot of these leftover materials that are just around. Uh, so in the case of a holiday, you've got maybe things that you got a, a new blender. You've got an old blender now or, or that you're replacing. Or you, you know, What can you do with it? And this includes... Um, even taking things to goodwill, which which I do quite often if, if I replace clothing and stuff that's still in good shape, or using it. And that would be ideal. So if you can take that old blender and use the motor for something and recycle the plastic and do all the responsible things with it. But what what did you get for Christmas? What about all the packing material that you got on these gift boxes that you can save for shipping? I mean, all this, so I don't want to – because those are a couple of my ideas already. So somebody's got to go next, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Christmas allows you to have many, many things that you can reclaim and upcycle. Go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Tim, where are you going with this? Um, uh, where am I going with this? Yeah, where are you going with this? Um, the the <laughs> the Christmas season is one of excess, I suppose you could say, in some ways, and uh, so we do end up with a lot of things and extra things and whatnot. I. A year ago, around this time, last year, I, I made a, a video about um, paper, and I showed, like, I, I actually saved all the wrapping paper. Um, 
and I use it as packing material throughout the course of the year. Uh, so there's like an example instead of, cause that stuff is like got the ink in it and it's recyclable, you know, but I always look for ways to reuse things instead of recycling. So like all this packaging material, like right now I'm actually, my wife and I were just going through it today and this year I'm going to have to take some of it to the recycling center because I just haven't, I don't ship stuff as much as I used to. But, Didn't um, you make a pair of shoes out of like wrapping papers? Oh uh, no, that was, uh, my old, my old flannel pajama pants and some cardboard I made shoes oh. out of or slippers, but that was a Christmas gift from, from last year. But, uh. <laughs> so um so that was one thing i was thinking about just like because that's one of the things that bothers me is like all the wrapping paper and the and the, and that the just gets thrown the, away or the cardboard box in the recycling bin yeah yeah so please take your time with that like you get the you know the cardboard box that's got the toy in it and there's like that that plastic the clear pet horrible plastic that's like shrink wrapped around it, and there's take your time when you're unpacking that stuff to don't just throw it away put it in the separate containers and recycle it if you can't find a use for it Ideally, you'll find a use for it, though. And so that's what Phil is going to tell us next. <coughs> so uh, so I tell for the that board. Watch out for that bus, Phil. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> the view from under the bus is pretty nice. Uh, no, I mean, the cardboard that everything comes in, I'll cut up mm. into squares and stuff. And I use it in the shop, like mixing up epoxy and, mm. you know, if I set down paint cans on my bench. That's where it goes and that kind of thing. But to, to speak to your point about excess, I just I just recently... Uh, watch something, and it said that in the United States alone, we spend four hundred sixty-five billion dollars on on Christmas shopping. Wow! And yeah, it's a huge, huge amount of money. And there are seven hundred ninety-five million starving people in the world, and that money could—I mean, it costs like a hundred and thirty dollars to feed a starving person for a year. So if you took that. Christmas money every single year and spent it on those 795 million starving people, you would wipe out world hunger if you kept spending that money every year. Hmm. So it's a pretty, so all these amazing fancy gifts that we get each other, instead of that, we could literally wipe out world hunger. Hmm. So, so just, that's a thought. That's a, that's a hell of a thought. Hmm. It's just, since I don't have anything concrete specifically, I thought, I thought that'd be an interesting sort of, um, you know, brain teaser a little bit because, you know, we talk about, we talk about giving and it's the season for putting others ahead of yourself and, and really thinking about the greater good. And, uh, you know, if we could just be, you know, try to give the greatest good, you know, that I think, I think we, you know, we could affect some pretty serious change. And I'm not saying, again, this doesn't need to be that mutation where we all do it all at the exact same time, but that incremental change, start giving, you know, let's say you spend half of what you spent last year and the other half you give towards, like, look at the good organizations that are out there, like the, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, UNICEF and who's who's feeding kids. Like, like, take a look at it. I'm not here to promote any specific charity, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you take a real serious look at where you want to put those dollars, they can they can go a real long way in those, in those countries. I mean, it doesn't take much. Like, like I said, $130 and someone is eating for the year. I mean, that's that's a a nice Christmas gift to give too. like the card with a piece of paper that says you just fed someone for a year. Merry Christmas. What a great gift. I would love to get way better than a set of headphones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can you can if if, if sometimes something like that seems very um, like thinking of the guy in the middle of the ocean trying to stop the whaling boat. That's not something I would want to do, but maybe even locally take your idea, Phil, and do that locally. Find out where your soup kitchen is or your local church that might need take donations for feeding people Christmas dinner. 
Um, no, for sure. You know, so I mean, you, you don't have to, you know, try and save the world all at once, but maybe you can reach out locally and, and do something that way as well. But I, I love that idea, except this year, I, I, Casey and I really didn't buy any gifts for anybody. We made them. And, uh, uh, part of it was spent at, at, uh, Woodcraft, bless their hearts. I need to buy stock. <laughs> um, but part of it also was reclaimed. So the, the pen stock that she, she made, uh, we had to purchase because we're just learning how to do this, but all the pen boxes were scraps and leftovers and reclaimed materials and upcycled stuff that I had had already laying around. So maybe I, I wish you would have said, you know, honestly, I really wish you would have, I would have thought of this earlier because I would have said, you know what, we saved some money this year because we were a little tight on gift giving, but maybe we can now stretch ourselves a little bit to do something locally. Well, you with, don't have to only dollars. give at Christmas. I mean, that's sort of right. like no, the and, reminder, but mm, yeah, people are hungry all year round. Better, better <laughs> point. And, that, and that's typical, too, when you talk about the, the going to the local soup kitchens and shelters and whatnot. On Christmas Eve, there's always 100 you know, people of means lined up to, to feed the people that don't have means, but they're hungry every day. You know, say, there's just, 364 other days that yeah, they could use that the they help. Could, they could use a hand. You know? So that yeah. is something to keep in mind, and, and it's something that I, I should do more of. I, I appreciate that reminder, Phil. I, okay. I do what I do you know, about the planet, but what are you saving the planet for but the, the people that are in it and on it? You know, and that's a, that's a good reminder. Well, yeah. well you got to remember now: the planet doesn't need our help. We need our no. Help. We need our help to stay living on the planet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as George Carlin would say. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah. now, now that the, now that I've sufficiently guilt tripped everyone. Yeah. Well, no, it's well, it's. Uh, I feel like it's reclaiming my shriveled heart. It should be the topic. So uh, you say, it I'm just sorry, grew... did you say heart? Yes. Okay, just. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me get it back in the Wait, room. what's that, Mr. Grinch? So. What grew three sizes? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, aren't you uh, turning 50 next month? <laughs> this month? In in eight days. Eight, no, wait. On the 12th, so nine days. What's today? Today's the third? Today's the second. Second? Ten days. Wow, that's wow. like a... That should be like a holiday. Well, Some it kind is. of a day to celebrate birth. Well, some people call what it Elvis's call it? birthday because it's close enough to my birthday, but they really wanted to celebrate me. Nobody yeah, most that. most people. No, nobody yeah. thinks that. Or maybe that was the day he died. January eighth is something to do with Elvis, I think. I have no idea, <clears throat> but that's the day we yeah. have to have our projects done. That's right. Hey. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, conductor, so, for keeping this train a rolling. <laughs> yeah, that's hey. that's my job. Yeah. Um, you know, chugga chugga choo choo. Along along the lines of what uh, you're saying, Phil. Uh, and what Bill, you know, started off with is like, okay, you got a new blender this year because your other blender wasn't awesome enough, you know. I mean, personally, like, I think you should just kind of get one blender in your life, you know, and they should make it good enough so you only need one blender. But if you're in that position where you have the second blender and your first blender still works, obviously, you know, there's the, the shareable places like Goodwill and, and all those types of thrift stores you can give it to. But then there's also, there's other ways that you can give this stuff away. When you give to, you know, Goodwill, that's great because they use their money as a charity and stuff. But people have to buy it there. You might have things now, extra things that you can give away without people having to buy them. Yeah, and there's cut the middleman out, right? There are always, you know, you can find them in your area. There's always a place where you can just give this stuff, where they will give it to the people that need it, like the the woman that's leaving an abusive relationship and is starting out and needs a blender, or you know, to make her baby food or whatever, or the couch that you know, you know, you have a new couch or TV, and there's that other person that just got out of, you know. 
uh, the, the hospital and is trying to start their life over again, instead of making them shop for it, you can give it to them and, and you can, there are mediators to do that for you. And so that is a great way to, and this actually ties into my, my, uh, my view of the, you know, thing at the week at the end there. But, um, you know, th- there's, we're not sure what he's talking about either kids. What is it? What, what, your, what you're watching, what you're watching. I, oh, oh, okay. Can remember those words. Well, I want to bring it back around to uh, what you just said and bring it back around to our community and uh, as makers and as woodworkers and even oh. metal workers, dude, if you got, if somebody bought you a new belt sander and you've got an extra belt sander, I bet you know somebody that would probably love one. Or if you don't, you can put the word out in uh on the interwebs and 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 ask around so there's an idea too that you can do with with the excess mm-hmm. that we all have yeah you got a new lathe give away your old lathe you know i am a huge fan of giving things away paying it forward and, and, so to speak right and i'm a huge fan of receiving so uh, i'll make a <laughs> list of what what i so, don't have and, says uh, the guy who gives stuff away and then buys it again <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand your business model, but I like your style. Yeah, I'm not. I can tell you this: it's more of a tax write-off than making money. I know that. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lucrative man. is not my middle name. <laughs> what is your middle name? Lloyd. It's close. I am so happy I know that now. It's almost... how many L's though? How many L's in oh, Lloyd? It's definitely two. two. There's two L's. Yeah, yeah. Lloyd. You have Lloyd with one L. one L. Is it a last name? Someone's family name. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm named after my uncle Lloyd. Um, oh, uncle. And that's okay. my mom's sister's one of my aunts. My aunt's first husband. And um, but this is the the weird little trivia about uh, my middle name. I thought it was LL my entire life until I was 27 and had to get a copy of my birth certificate. <laughs> and, the, and when I looked, I'm like, wow, there's only one L. Huh? And there's two to- in Bill. That's weird. Yeah, I know. Get- well, none of this makes sense to me. The whole spelling and grammar thing. I'm just I thank thank goodness for my iPhone. That's all I got to say. Not, not that, not we're that de- I'm pitching any products. <laughs> not that we're derailed, but I used to work with a guy named Greg G G R no G R E G G or something like that. It was like he had two G's at the end. It was how his name no, was that's, spelled. That's like just it was a stutter weird. stop. Yeah, it's G R E G G. And he was yeah. uh, in the newspaper business, so that was his name. Like he would sign, you know, the, the article written by Greg G R E G G, and the editor. You sure, it wasn't G G R E G because that makes more sense. Like good Greg. Uh, I, I forget. It was. It was he was. Like, g- g- give him a minute to finish his story. Yeah, I, I g- <laughs> d- 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 don't know, but <laughs> but but so the editor changed his name to just G R E G because she was like, she's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to read that. That looks like a typo. <laughs> he just changed his name every time yeah. he type. It just and I would it, have so, done the exact same thing. Yeah. So now he's he's just ever since he's been just G R E G. Somebody right, else well, changed his name let's, for him. Yeah. Let's let's get back on track. What I mean, we've we've touched our hearts. We've had a few ideas. Uh, what's some other stuff that after Christmas, the holiday season is over that we have that we can reclaim or upcycle? Come on, guys. Let's put our thinking hats on. I mean, look if you if you got furniture as a gift and and there's no other way, like there's no value in it, like uh, you know you're you're replacing IKEA stuff with some nice stuff that you got. Like sometimes I have friends who for anniversary gifts will outfit their home. Like they'll buy like a dining room table and that's their gift to each other. And it replaces something that was there before. And if it's like really like, you know, you're not really going to give away Ikea stuff to anyone. I mean, maybe you are, maybe you're not, I don't know, but you know, maybe you can chop it down and, and reclaim it and use it for something else. Let me check off, um, call Ikea for sponsorship. (laughs) I'm not sure we were on their radar. 
<laughs> pretty certain they Probably already decided not, against yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What well, what are some of the what are the, the typical like gifts? I mean, for me, I always think about uh, you know, Christmas is for children. And so there's a lot of toys. And yeah. a lot of it is just junk too, and it doesn't last. And sometimes so, you know, like right now we're in the process of doing a little bit of cleaning out, so we have these excess toys, and so we're looking for homes for this. Are there any upcycling potentials in toys? The plastic, right? The PPE or the, the stuff that you can actually do something with? Well, the say, HDPE, yeah. yeah. I was going to say a lot of the electronics in there can be harvested out, like the LEDs. And, you know, oh, yeah. if, you're into, if you're into electronics, then, yeah, you can take off, like, capacitors and resistors and all the, all the components of a circuit board that are on these toys. But I feel like you're, be- again, better off just giving the toy away to a Goodwill or to a family in need. What if it's broken, mm-hmm. though? I mean, then, well, if- then absolutely harvest all yeah. the parts out of it that you can, the screws, you know, every little bit, and then recycle the, the bit you can't. And, and you can also drop them off at uh, Goodwill, for instance, will take electronics that are broken, um, and they go into electronics recycling facilities uh, and whatnot, where people then harvest, because there's a lot of rare uh, metals and expensive metals and whatnot, and the batteries mm-hmm. and some of the components. Not a lot. And computers that are more. But, uh, but they so will... Not much anymore. There used to be a lot of gold in there, and you could harvest a decent amount of gold from quite a few circuit boards, but they're right. using more aluminum and less gold in well, these things now. Aluminum is still an expensive metal. It's... Not 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 in trace amounts. Like, with gold, it made sense to, at a thousand plus dollars an ounce, it made sense to start harvesting for micrograms per circuit board. So you take mm. like thousands of these boards to get ten, fifteen thousand dollars. For aluminum's not worth that. Yeah. But they, they still ten bucks they, an ounce. They still do it though. There's still electronics recycling facilities like at my local yeah, landfill. Because they're harvesting old stuff, old cell phones. Right. Th- that so what are they doing with this stuff? They're just throwing it out? Yes, I, I mean you're not going to harvest anything that has aluminum in it. It's well, not I, worth I the think chemicals the, in the process. Yeah, they are disposing of it, but they're doing it properly. Is the thing is like instead of you know, it's just like dumping oil down the the gutter. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I actually have to. I Came just recently earth, had put to. It back in. I I recently just had to paint. It's it's a it's a regulation that I had to paint on the ground on by the drain. No dumping goes to the bay. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Yeah. Well, I, sad. Uh, you only put down rules where someone has broken them. So I guess someone was dumping oil there. I, well, it's on the airport. It's an FAA rig or something like that. But yeah, you have to actually say that. It's like, how hey. far are you from the bay? So, so uh, I live on the bay. I mean, like, how far for you from your house to the bay? Like, how? I wouldn't want to walk, but I can be there in about five minutes. That close. Yeah. Oh wow! Awesome. That's I live on man. the bay. Cool. Yeah. So you can see the bridge. Uh, sometimes I'm sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what's weird? Watching the tide I roll s- in. <laughs> <laughs> Watching the tide roll away. Yeah. Right. How you feeling? Um, <laughs> <both versions. laughs> uh, did we you left be your home in Georgia? Did you? <laughs> I, I had something funny to say, but now I'm going to have to be serious. One of us will be. Um, so here's something uh, 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 we're, we're, we're talking about uh, excess, and this is a good one. And Casey's the one that actually came up with this because I wouldn't have thought of it. Um, we got new Tupperware because oh, mm. all the rest of our Tupperware that we had was pieced together, piecemeal after the years. You get a lid here, a bowl there. So now all of that Tupperware is in the garage because I now use it 
if I have to mix something or paint something and, you know, before getting rid of it, uh, especially now that glad and everybody else on the planet are making these disposable Tupperwares, you use them I know. a half dozen time or something. Um, but anyway, so there's an idea. And, uh, we also got a, and this is funny because we did have one already that was broken and I had it out in the garage cause I was going to see what I could do with it. But a salad spinner, we got a new salad spinner for Christmas. What the, mm-hmm. what, what is this? I don't know why, but when you like, you take your lettuce and you wash it in the sink. Now it's wet. So you put it in the salad spinner and you so push on this button like a top force. and the centrifugal force gets all the water yeah. off because yeah. you don't want wet lettuce, I guess. Do, do yeah. you own, do you own one of those, Phil? Yeah. That's the, you couldn't think of any other solutions. Well, the other solution is paper towel no, to dry off the. Or gravity, really? Because I just gravity? like grab a leaf of lettuce in each hand and run <laughs> out and run away, down the street a, going, woo! You don't have wet lettuce in your salad. It's gravity, man. Just shake the shake the basket, shake the colander. That sounds like a lot of work. I'd rather you put know it what? Shaking it. is just that's <laughs> yesteryear, pal. Well, it, shake it, sounds, colander. it sounds like a good cardio workout, though. So I mean, you are actually burning calories. You know, you're just hitting the button a few times, and then well, it spins no, it up. you should actually, make it hard. There should be a bicycle attached to it. Then, if you're going to be spinning lettuce. Casey and I were thinking about, because we we didn't really use our old salad spinner, and uh, we ended up breaking it anyhow. So I'm thinking now, I'm going to re-gift my new salad spinner, and it's going to Connecticut. (laughs) No, I don't want it, thanks. I I have too much useless crap in my house as it is, so... (laughs) Um, This is a game changer. It's going to change your life, Tim. Really. (laughs) Okay. Bill, send it to him. Uh, Honestly, you've never had dry lettuce leave like this before. It's just. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like shop potential. Like, could I spin paint in it? You know, like, like, or like. I mean, what kind of? What, no, what, it's what, the only thing it's good for. How can we Trust upcycle me. a salad spinner? <laughs> the mechanism, I don't know. I, can I, I make really a don't. ride for like mice? So, like those, like the ride of the carnival where the floor drops out and you're stuck to the wall. Could just spin the. Like, That's what it's like. Actually, you could. You actually, if you wanted to torture some mice, that would be an excellent thing to try. Well, there's this squirrel that lives in the wall of my shop. It's driving me nuts because yeah, I can always hear them. They're like kind of harbored in there for the winter, you know. And so I, squirrels, I, I, the the bane of all dogs and Tim Sway. <laughs> I'm like kicking the wall all the time. Like shut up in there, trying to work. Be nice to the squirrels. Uh, the, the original odd couple. Yeah, me, me and a squirrel. Tim and some squirrels. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> so anyway, that was my idea is, is uh, you know, Tupperware, if you can't, you've got some odds and ends, put them in the shop because you will use them. I find oh, myself, they are handy. Yeah. Nuts oh, and yeah. bolts storage. Um, when you mix epoxy sometimes and I don't have bench space to put some tape down or something, I'll use it for that. You might end up having to get rid of it afterwards, but at least you've got one more use out of it. Yeah. You know? I use them for um, screws. When lids I that don't apart. have a match. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you don't right. even have to get rid of them because what the epoxy will harden. You can just mix epoxy on it again. You know, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You can until it's full. So forever, you can have like, uh, oh man, that's what I can do with the salad spinner. <laughs> that thing. That <laughs> <laughs> mix epoxy. It'll be like. I mean, I know how long it took me to fill up my my Scott Turner light table, so I could. I will never need ever again a place to mix epoxy. Spin that's it. how big a salad spinner is. I'll spin it. All right. Well, I think so, I think that this this podcast is a success now just because of this use we found for the salad spinner. Yeah, that'll Amen. never work. But yeah, I agree with you. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're just gonna gum it up. But um, 
Okay. Just to, just to recap before we uh, even think about not talking about stuff anymore, um, I really love the idea of all the wrapping paper and the boxes. Phil, I never thought about cutting up boxes for epoxy mixing. Yeah. Uh, that's that's an amazing thing because I know Tim cuts them up for business cards or some some type of boxes, cereal mm. boxes and whatnot. But um, saving saving wrapping material, saving uh, wrapping paper, you can you can reuse ribbons and bows, kids. Oh, absolutely! I, I think, yeah, ribbons yeah. and bows. Just reuse them. And the gift you know? bags and the tissue paper that goes in the gift bags. Yeah, we I, save those. Yeah, I uh, I use all that tissue paper. Packing all material. Yep, all that packing material. It's expensive too. You know. Yeah, yeah. I save it so all. So that's that's probably the most um, best advice we can give for upcycling yeah. and reclaiming. For and, that. and and again, not to not to beat a dead horse, but I think that the first step is in and how we're actually consuming. At the time of year, that would be the big thing I'd like to see changes, like the to, to direct the consumption maybe towards more practical and viable means, like Phil was discussing, like feeding people instead of buying just the latest and greatest thing that you're going to be replacing in a year, anyways. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like. I it. think that's fantastic. Let's mm-hmm. uh, at the source. I think is the easiest thing, easiest place to correct any issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, what do they say? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and you know, I think a lot of that is right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, let's lift up the podcast again a little bit, bring these spirits up, and um, uh, what'd you guys do for New Year's, by the way? Because today's the uh, second day <laughs> yeah. after New Year's. We um we my wife put out a nice little spread of hors d'oeuvres. Uh, as you guys know, my wife is pregnant, so she could hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, hors yeah, d'oeuvres. I love hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, 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 a little crudite. Uh, she, no, it's, uh, it's uh, crudite. Yeah, uh, but yeah, agree to disagree. You <laughs> Americans always butcher the Francais. Uh, but doesn't uh, <laughs> matter. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so she can't drink. So it's just me, just pounding back beers and and eating these little little pastry puffs and, and broccoli with dip and stuff. And we watched a movie that was over by, I want to say quarter to ten. And she's like. Well, that's it for me, and then <laughs> I watched some YouTube videos and went to bed. So that was my my New Year's. Uh, what about How you? How about Tim? you, Tim? Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty similar, except my wife's not pregnant, and we didn't have any um, Horace Dierves. <laughs> we uh, we went out to dinner at about six and went to sleep. But like six at hours. the restaurant, or oh, that pff, seems how cold. insanely inappropriate. They weren't happy about it. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine so. Like, yeah. guys, guys, get out of here. Yeah, this whole, like, you can't put your head on the table, sir. Yeah. You and your rules. Mrs. Sway, get off the floor. <laughs> How about you, Bill? <laughs> Again. I, 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 am, I, am, I am now proud to say that I was just as ridiculously boring as both of you. We, um, it's not boring, we, it's mature. We went out to breakfast... Had dinner at home and we're in bed by nine thirty. We're just tired, uh, but we did spend New Year's Day, um, which was yesterday, right? New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. We did spend New Year's Day. We went up to Napa, California, and, and visited with the in-laws and spent the day with them. So that was that was fun. That was nice. Uh, but yeah, that was it, man. I, I just it seems like a million years ago that 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 New Year's meant uh, a lot of fireworks and alcohol. It just doesn't go that way anymore. Oh, although Casey did wake up at midnight when the all the fireworks and everything started going off in our neighborhood, um, 
just to see if Danny was okay, who only lifted up her head because we had drugged her up, and I was passed out. I just snoring away. So for listeners Casey, who don't know, Danny is a dog. Oh yeah, Danny is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Danny that lies between Casey and I at night. It was drugged up again. Yeah, <laughs> we we drugged up Danny because you know how she is. <laughs> Danny is my female dog, by the way. Her name is Danny. Um, so yeah, so it was it was it was pretty boring. I have to admit. Well, I guess yeah. let's got a pretty low bar for next year then. Hmm. I know. I'm, I'm pretty sure I can stay up till ten next year. Well, don't make uh, don't make promises with your mouth <laughs> that your butt can't cash. Okay, there's like. <laughs> Okay, let's... I used to, you know, it's funny because I was a musician for so many years, and it was like those like one of the busiest nights of the year, and and I I used to get home at four in the morning, like almost every night of the week. And now I'm, it's really like awesome to not be awake in the middle of the night. I really enjoy so, that now. What time my... were you waking up during the day to be able to stay up till four? Uh, well, I had kids. So you were so you were getting two hours, three hours of sleep a night. Some nights, and sometimes I mean, you know, some nights I'd be able to go back to sleep. Like my wife would be able to get up, but there, were, like when I, when my wife and I first got married, and uh, I was a, the, a father for the first time to my stepdaughter, my wife worked during the day. She was at that door by eight o'clock, and then I had to get Maddie on the school bus at like eight forty-five. So it didn't matter what time I got home, wow. I had to be up and get Maddie on the school. But then bus you went back to bed. Yeah, or I would, yeah. I would uh, write music, you know, okay. and work. And I, actually, I was like a house husband, so I'd do a lot of vacuuming and. It seems very shopping. personal. We just—it was awesome. <laughs> at least, at least you can remember when that transition happened. Because for me, it was a lot of staying up, having fun until four in the morning, and somewhere along the way, now I get up at four o'clock in the morning because I have bills to pay. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a, there was definitely a few years where if we lived in the same state, I would have been passing on the highway, but for totally different reasons. You know. <laughs> Uh, if we lived in the same state some years ago, we'd have probably I, I'd have been probably out in the audience, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, maybe. We All weren't right. that good. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's wrap this up, guys. What are we What are we watching? Tim, who's on your? You mentioned it before, but uh, what is it you're watching? Well, I mentioned be- it's something that uh, you know when I. I'm going to try and keep this short, but uh, prior to having children, um, I had uh, I lived in very a very small like apartment for about three years. It was about 220 square feet. I had one fork, one knife, one spoon, one plate, one cup. You know, I was I was what many people would call a minimalist, and uh, I still am. Although, if you were to look at my workshop, which is like you know 2,000 square feet and is full of every piece of junk I picked up off the side of the road for the past five years, I don't look like a minimalist, you know. But uh, but I am in my heart. <laughs> and, you know, the, the children's toys in the house and, and whatnot, you know, and, and it ties into a lot to what we're doing as like upcyclists and reclaimers and stuff about the consumption uh, and excess. Uh, and, I, you know, I'm the stuff I have is stuff that I have because I'm trying to keep it from being thrown away. And I'm not trying to keep it. I'm trying to give it to someone else. I'm trying to sell it to someone else. I'm trying to get it out of my life and into other people's lives instead of being in the dump. So this I just watched this documentary that was recommended to me with my wife uh, the other night. Might have been even been New Year's Eve. Um, I think it was actually. I think it was what we watched New Year's Eve, and it's about minimalism. And the, there's a link to the website below, and it's on uh, Netflix or Hulu. I forget which one, so you don't have to pay the twenty bucks. It's on the website to watch it. But it was just a very well put together documentary about minimalists, and it wasn't just like the hipsters with the very clean haircuts that live in a room with one chair. 
It was like people that live in tiny houses and people are just trying to just simplify their lives. In this time of excess, it just seemed really appropriate. Um, like the one guy that was one of the main guys was talking about how, you know, this one person was talking to him. was like, oh, I really like what you're doing, but like I have this great book collection and I love my book collection. I could never give up my book collection. The guy was like, "You well, don't. There's value in the book collection for you. You can be a minimalist and still have your thousand books. Like that's okay. It's about getting rid of the stuff you don't need and how much happier you can be without it. Um, and so that's sort of like, you know, as we're inundated with all these new things coming into our lives and that's, we, there's that whole American dream thing about like the more stuff I have, the more happy I am and, and how we all know that that's just not true. We know it in our hearts. It's not true, but we need to be reminded that it's not true. And this documentary does a really good job of reminding us of that. Amazing. I'll have to check that out. It was great. I, I watched, I watched for the first time, uh, the tiny house nation. Does that count? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What are you watching, Bill? Tiny House um, Nation. <laughs> Tiny House Nation. No. Um, so I don't know if, if anybody remembers, but I'm working on um, getting a CNC. Um, I'm going to uh, – it's going to be a while yet. I'm, I'm going to end up having to use a, a credit card to get it, which is fine because I, I think I have some ideas to pay for it, which is good because um, – it's it's a good deal and I'm going to get it. So for the first time ever, I thought I need to look up something about CNC, right? I got to, I got to figure out what these guys are doing. I know Tim that you're, you're into it now. Um, so the guy I found, and we might've had him, we might've given him a shout out before, but the, the link I want to leave is to this old Tony. And he has a couple of videos that I've watched and I think he's a machinist, um, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. basically uh, CNC for dummies. Right. And, and that, that's why it stuck out. It's like, yeah, that's what, exactly what I need. The, the kind of tutorial I would need. So he did, he has a couple of uh, videos on CNC and using Fusion 360 and, and just giving you that intro. And then as I'm looking through his uh, library here, um, he, uh, making a or fixing a ceramic faucet, he's made a step stool. He's made an espresso pot out of metal, um, thread cutting making springs i mean so the guy is a machinist but the way he talked in the cnc video explaining it was very very easy for me to understand which means that he was just like us on the podcast talking to each other so i recommend anybody that's thinking about doing cnc if you want to before you go out and invest in the money uh, especially if you don't have it is to watch this guy because it's um he's pretty good this old tony is the name of his youtube channel and i suggest you check it out. Yeah, it's a, it's actually a really great channel. I uh, yeah. I just watched his video or the first half of he's got a two parter on how to make a fly cutter, and then yeah. ironically I watched um I watched he, he just Jimmy's video the second one. Okay, so I'll check that out. But then Jimmy used a fly cutter in one of his in his most recent video when he made the exactly. Witchblade. So I was like, I, I know what that thing, is right? because yeah. I saw it in the in this old Tony's video. So that was really cool. Yeah, so, it um, was. So that worked I, out well. That, it's like the same exact thing happened to me. The same exact thing. So funny. Well, we I'm sure we watch a lot of the same channels. Um, yeah, we probably do. My channel is called Idea Sketch Build. And for me, a lot of the times I find these channels just by YouTube's recommendations. Like I'll watch all of my subscriptions. And then and then I'm like, okay, I've got to watch something else. Let me see what YouTube subscribe uh, suggests for me. And I watched this video that he did. And this was really cool. He made this uh, folding workbench. So basically it's a door and two sawhorses, 
But the way he does it is that he builds these cam clamps that he lines up and screws to the door. And then you put down the sawhorses, you know, where they're supposed to be. And then he clamps them down and then it just becomes this solid, like, very sturdy workbench. And at the end, he shows how he uses it outside. And I thought that was really, really clever. First of all, that he designed and built these cam clamps specifically for his, um, his for sawhorses. Um, but that, but that even that he conceived of the whole thing, but he's only got like, what is this? Six, six videos, but they're all really, really interesting and, and clever sort of hacks that way. And, uh, and, and check that out because I thought that was a really interesting one. That sounds cool. I'll definitely yeah, check it, it out. Yeah. It's a really good portable workbench. Cause usually they're all wobbly, you know? Yeah, no, this was really yeah. solid. Like, like he, you, you know, he does the, uh, the Matias run and then jump on the thing. And then it was, and then it was fine. So yeah. that's how, you know, it's April good. Wilkerson actually did that as well. So that it's catching fire. Pulled <laughs> down table and she ran and jumped on it. And, uh, uh, Matias, you said, did it. So did John highs with Matias. In yeah, the shop. That. That's right. Well, Matias you know has what, been yeah. doing it for like years. You know what I use for an outdoor workbench? I don't know. Uh, door. I no my, my, my truck, you know why? America, that's why. America, America, <laughs> freedom. It's my Chevy. That's why. What freedom, I mean, Steve Ramsey's been doing that for years too, pal. <laughs> using his truck as a. You know why? America, that's why. Because freedom. Freedom. <sighs> is it the camouflage sweatshirt that I'm wearing? Is that where this is coming from? It's the camouflage sweatshirt well, and no pants. Yeah, thank God you were wearing a shirt at least this time. So. I'm just. I I wasn't aware of the angle of my camera i'm sorry i didn't know <laughs> the thing is about that camo shirt is that you're just kind of like a floating head because you can't see you <laughs> all right uh let's let's just wrap up this train wreck this week uh our channels on instagram twitter and youtube i'm phil pinsky and check out makertechreviews.com williamlutes.com timsway.net Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, anything like that. You can either email us info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Don't send us a private message. Send us, like, just tweet us so that it's a public thing. And that way I'll get the notification in my inbox. Uh, the private messages I have to go and check on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, on iTunes, please leave us a review. It really helps in, uh, in getting our message out there and getting more people to listen to the podcast. And Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio. I have a link for it on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. It is absolutely the best and easiest way to help us grow. Uh, please check it out and let us know, you know, what you think, if it's, if it makes sense for you guys. I'd love to get some feedback on Patreon. I haven't really heard much about it, um, other than our, I don't know, almost 40, uh, you know, patrons. And, uh, you know, if that, if it doesn't make sense, I'd like to hear it. And if it does make sense, I'd like to hear that as well. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, uh, speaking of, of Patreon, of the people that are on Patreon, what I would be curious to hear uh, is if there's anything you would like to hear from us. Uh, I mean, obviously, we want to hear that from everybody um, that that listens to our podcast. But I'm curious if there's anything you would like to, to hear or see from us on Patreon. If there's any goals that you would maybe like to see us try to reach for for patrons, uh, just any ideas? We're open. Yeah. You know, we're we're here to listen and and uh, and communicate with you, not just at you. Absolutely. I, I I'd like to do one shout out. I, didn't you notice I haven't done any no. at all? Oh, well, you should have. 
because I normally do a lot. I do want to say that our very own Tim Sway is on the verge of reaching 15,000 subscribers. And uh, if anybody out here doesn't know who that is, never heard of them. That'd be weird, I guess. But anyway, um, uh, let's let's share that like button and all that good stuff. Let's let's see Tim Sway go over 15,000. I quickly. think that would be let's, awesome. Let's do that very, very quickly. Love to see that, yeah. that milestone hit like this week. That would be amazing. And, uh, and, and just also congratulations, Tim. And thank you for the uh, boat video, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys. Have a great week. All right. Be good. Bye, everybody.